before. Uh, we were studying through the Gospel of Luke and the beginning of that uh, Gospel. And uh, having gone through chapter 1, which is a long chapter and in some ways a very important chapter, I'd like to consider some things that relate to chapter 2 and perhaps as we go on in other services on Wednesday, coming Sunday, uh, we'll go on in uh, looking at what we have in our text in Luke chapter 2 regarding the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 1, it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be taxed, that the whole world should be registered. Here is the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Joseph, Mary, not world-famous individuals, certainly at that time. Bethlehem, a small place. This birth was not much noted by the world when it occurred. ولاد المسيح لما حصلت العالم ما توقف بشكل خاص جدا. And yet this is so very important as far as God is concerned and his plan. The heavens are moving. The angel Gabriel coming to Zacharias first and then uh, to Mary uh, in uh, chapter uh, 1. And in some sense the whole world was moved. A decree came out from Caesar uh, Augustus that the world should be taxed, that the world should be numbered. You could say that there should be a census. Now, the census was usually for what? Noting people here, people there, what property they had and things of that nature so that you would tax them. So that you would tax them. Some people say that also in a census they would come to know people here, people there, for what purpose. Some people in the Roman Empire, not everyone, they were subject to military service. So this was a second reason uh, to have a census, but the primary reason was to know how many people in order to tax them. Caesar Augustus. Perhaps you uh, have heard the name Julius Caesar. Uh, Julius Caesar became the leader of uh, Rome around 45 years or so before the time of, uh, before the birth of Christ. Julius Caesar was assassinated by the Senate of Rome. Now, who is Caesar Augustus? Caesar Augustus, Julius Caesar had a sister called Julia. Julia had a daughter called Atia, and Caesar Augustus, whose original name is Gaius 
Octavius or Octavian was the son of Atia. So, Julius Caesar, his sister is Julia, the daughter of the sister is Atia, and Octavian is the son of Atia. Octavian, later known as Caesar Augustus, the grandson of the sister of Julius Caesar. Hafid, uh, Hafid Ikhtu la Julius uh, Caesar. After Julius Caesar was assassinated, there was for a short time disorder, chaos uh, uh, in the Roman Empire. What emerged was the rule of two people. Shahsain uh, Hakamu, uh, Mabab, Octavian, who had been adopted by Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar liked Octavian, his nephew, actually his great nephew. He had adopted him as his son and he had given him a certain prominence. This is right before Julius Caesar died. So Octavian ruled along with Mark Antony. Mark Antony, one of the generals under Julius Caesar. So what developed after Julius Caesar was killed, a joint rule, Hikim fi Mushiraki, Bain Min, Bain, Octavian, between Octavian, uh, the great nephew of uh, Julius Caesar, and between Mark Antony. Now, these two eventually disagreed with each other. And they eventually had war with each other. And in this war, Octavian triumphed. Ben uh, Mark Antony, Ben Octavian, Octavian, who will intasar? And Mark Antony ended up committing suicide along with Cleopatra, who was uh, his ally. And Octavian became the only ruler of Rome in the year 31 before Christ. In the year 31 before Christ. He reigned as sole ruler of Rome from 31 before Christ, before the birth of Christ, to the year 14 after the birth of Christ. So, as sole ruler of Rome for 44 years. From the time he was 31 until the time that he died around the age of 75. At the age of 75. From 31 to 75, his age, Roma. كان حاكم روما بدون منازع أو conquered by the Romans, giving them a certain amount of freedom, a certain amount of respect for their customs, for their ways of uh, life, uh, which uh, made for an acceptance to some extent 
of the rule of uh, Rome. When he became ruler, this was the time when Rome stopped being democratic. It wasn't very democratic before. ما كانت روما كتير عندها نظام ديمقراطي لكن كان في بعض الأشياء الديمقراطية some democratic features بعض الميزات الديمقراطية when Octavian became ruler this is really when uh, when uh, the system changed and he became in effect a king except he wasn't called king. He wasn't called king he was called the uh, uh, emperor. His rule was a time of growing strength for Rome. If you look at a map of the Roman Empire, under the rule of Octavian, Augustus Caesar, the empire expanded. It expanded in Africa. It expanded in Spain. It expanded in Germany. It expanded in what we call today the Balkans, uh, the uh, Balkans in the area of Yugoslavia and areas north of Greece. It expanded uh, also... Here in the Middle East, it expanded in Turkey, expansion, greater uh, power. The city of Rome, people said that when Octavian became ruler, it was a city of brick. When he died, it was a city of marble. It was a city of uh, marble. He cared about administrative matters. He had this kind of census that we're speaking of, he had it on a regular basis, some people say, every 14 years. Uh, he had great authority. Caesar Augustus, Octavian, his original name. How the name came to be changed, we'll speak about that shortly. He had great authority. But one thing that we should always remember is that Authority ultimately does not belong to any man, but rather authority becomes un- belongs to God. Here are Joseph and Mary. They are in the town of Nazareth, which is in the northern part of the land of Palestine. The prophecy of the Old Testament, Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, says that the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem. What is going to move them at that time from... Nazareth to Bethlehem, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, the Bible says. Like the rivers of water, he takes it wherever he wills. And so, the great and powerful Augustus Caesar was in fact the instrument God used to accomplish his purpose. There would be a census. And the way that this census was implemented in the land of Palestine, people went back to the places that they were originally from. That they were uh, uh, originally from. You know how to this day, so many people, let's say, live here in Beirut, but where are you registered? For us, all right, our family, we're registered in Monsef. Uh And so, uh, Joseph, Mary went from Nazareth to Bethlehem because they were of the line of David and because David was originally from Bethlehem, was from uh, Bethlehem. The Lord moves the great Augustus Caesar. Roman Empire, very powerful. 
emperor can do what he wills. But ultimately, he will do what God wills. He will do what uh, God wills. The Bible says that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. Al-Ali, huwa al-mutahakkim, huwa al-mutafallati mamlakat nas, wa yatiha liman yasha. He gives it to whomsoever he will. The Bible says that God is the one who puts down and raises up. Huwa li binazzil, huwa yalli birfa'. Yalli birfa'. He gives the kingdom to whoever he desires. Uh, people think that they might occupy some high position, but the Bible tells us there is one who is most high, who is above all. The Bible says that all power is given unto me. كل سلطان دفع لي في السماء وفي الأرض. Look at the Isaiah chapter 10, and let's read verses 5 through 7. Isaiah chapter 10, Isaiah chapter 10, and verses 5 through 7. O Assyrian, all right, of course, this is times before the times of the Romans, what Lashuriyin, what Adam, this is the uh, Old Testament, this is hundreds of years before the time of Christ. O Assyrian, the rod of mine anger. The staff in whose hand is mine indignation. I will send him against a, a hypocritical nation. Against the people of my wrath will I command him to take spoil, to take prey, to tread them down like the mire of the streets. Howbeit he means not so, neither does his heart think so. But it is in his heart to destroy and cut off nations, not a few. The Lord used the Assyrians to chastise the Assyrian did not say, Lord, what did you want me to do? Like Paul the Apostle said, the Assyrians thought that they were doing their own desire. They thought they were implementing their own plan. But it was God who was, uh, who was working. The Bible tells us in the book of Psalms, he makes the wrath of man uh, uh, to, uh, to serve him. يَجْعَلْ غَضَبِ الْإِنسَانِ uh, so, powerful man, Augustus Caesar, moved by God to achieve his own purposes. Another thing that we can think of regarding Augustus Caesar, perhaps instructive in various ways to think of this. The rule and reign of Augustus Caesar was a time that had very few wars. الحروب كانت قليلة نسبياً بفترة حكمه. If you go back to the history of the city of Rome, before the rule and reign of Augustus, there were a number of wars. Many of them were wars, two or three leaders, and they'd have wars with each other over who would be uh, the, only, uh, uh, the only leader, the sole uh, leader. The time of Augustus and of his reign was a time of relative peace, a time when there were few wars, and this time is sometimes referred to in history using the Latin phrase Pax Romana, the Roman peace, uh, the Roman uh, uh, peace. If you look at the New Testament, if you look at the Old Testament, now the New Testament covers a shorter time period. 
the Old Testament it covers a longer time period. If you look at the New Testament, you don't find that there are that many mentions of war. In the Old Testament, war is mentioned several times. Because the things that happened in the New Testament took place in this time of peace, which started with the reign of Augustus. Not only that, but Augustus built a massive system of roads, it became much easier to go from place to place. No war. That makes it easier. Roads make it uh, uh, easier. Uh, everybody spoke the Greek language. Most everybody. This also made it easier to go from uh, place to place. And guess what became easier? It became easier for the message of the gospel to go from place to place. Because of the peacefulness of that time, because of the roads uh, that were built, uh, because of the fact that Greek was spoken by most everybody, you didn't have to learn uh, another language, at least in a, in a lot of cases. Also, also, the Jews had spread and lived in many different places throughout the empire. You, Book of Acts, when Paul went somewhere, uh, usually he went first to the synagogue. The synagogue was there and people had the Old Testament and there was a reading of the Old Testament and many times there were Gentiles who attended the synagogue and heard the Old Testament being read and came to be influenced by it. So Augustus built a system of roads and you might say that the gospel traveled on those uh, roads. Again, God's working in any way that he desires. Now, his word is not bound, and he knows how to deliver it to the hearts of men. And the Bible uh, tells us uh, that his testimony is heard throughout the whole world. Romans chapter 1 and 2, uh, the, the witness of creation and the witness of uh, conscience. At the same time, people say, people think, that perhaps the coming of the Lord Jesus was at a particularly appropriate time because of this peacefulness and because of the ease of transportation so that the message could spread quickly in the fullness of time. The Bible says, Jesus uh, came. Uh, Jesus came. So this Roman peace was an important peace. But the most important peace is the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The most important peace is the peace of the Prince of Peace. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, and Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He is the one who makes peace between God and man, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. إذ قد تبررنا بالإيمان لنا سلام مع الله من خلال الرب يسوع المسيح. The Bible says, mercy and truth are met together. الرحمة والحق التقيا. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. البر والسلام قد تلاتما. Uh, the Bible speaks of Melchizedek uh, in the book of Hebrews, using him as a symbol of the Lord Jesus. And what does it say of Melchizedek, Melchizedek? It says, first, 
He is king of righteousness and then also king of peace. Malik al-Bir wa Malik as-Salam. He is our peace. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 14. The Bible says that he brings peace to the hearts of his uh, children. There was a philosopher of those times uh, who said, the emperor may give us peace from war, but he is unable to give us peace from passion and grief and envy. The emperor cannot give peace of heart for which man yearns more than outward peace. And this saying, of course, is true. The emperor can give outward, but not inward. The Lord Jesus says, "Thou wilt." Uh, the Old Testament says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. The Lord Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the, not as the world gives, give I unto uh, you. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, The peace of God that passes all understanding. Salam Allah, alladhi yafuq kul faham. Will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Yahfad qulubakum wa athanakum bil masih yasur. The great peace is the peace of the Prince of Peace. And one day he will come and rule. And then... Things will be so very different. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. Let's read uh, a few verses from chapter 11. The Bible says in verse 6 of Isaiah 11 that the wolf will dwell with the lamb. The Roman peace did not do this. The wolf will dwell with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the kid. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together and the little child shall lead them. Verse 9, They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day there shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand for an ensign of the peoples. To him shall the nations seek, and his rest shall be glorious. Uh, Look at the, the book of Micah. Uh, Micah chapter 4 and verse 3, Micha Sah Arba, wa al Adad Tleti. It says, He shall judge among many people and rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up a sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Neither shall they learn more uh, any uh, more. There's something that uh, uh, interesting in this regard that happened uh, that happened uh, just uh, over a hundred years ago in the time of World War One. In the time of World War One, uh, the war took the form uh, for a certain time of trenches, خنادق محفورة ما كل جهة كل جيش حفرة 
one army entrenched in a certain area facing it, the other army in a trench, uh, uh, in a trench. And uh, around Christmas time of 1914, and that was the year when the war began, uh, history records that uh, German troops began to sing Christmas carols. And hearing these Christmas carols, the British troops on the other side started to sing with them, and they came out of their trenches, and they met together, and they started speaking and exchanging gifts, and even in one place, enemies played a football match together, uh, and it was all because they started singing Christmas carols, it's called the Christmas Truce. Hidnet, Eid, Al Milad. Now, there are other times when uh, they behaved somewhat cooperatively, but it's interesting that in the middle of a time of war, when Christmas time came, enemies sang together and there was peace. And there uh, was, uh, was peace. The true peace uh, is the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been thinking of Augustus Caesar and the power of Rome. The great power, the greatest power, belongs to the Lord Jesus. The peace of Rome, the greatest peace, belongs to the Lord Jesus. I want to think of some things related to his person, related to his character, what was claimed by him and for him. Now, I mentioned earlier some of the background, some of the things concerning his life. His name was originally Gaius Octavius or Octavian. Now, how did he come to be known as Augustus? When he became the only ruler of Rome and the Roman Empire, that was in the year 31 before Christ, after around three years, in the year 27 before Christ, the Senate, the Roman Senate, decided to vote, voted that he be called Augustus. What does it mean? It means honored one, majestic one, could also mean holy one. Usually they only use this word, Augustus, they only used it for their gods. Now, of course, they were using it of Octavian. He came to be known, because they gave him that title, came to be known as Augustus. They were speaking of him as a god. They were thinking of him as a god. And if I'm not mistaken, he encouraged this kind of thinking and uh, was in favor of it and benefited uh, uh, from it. It is said that when he died after ruling, as I said, for 44 years, uh, it's said that some people comforted themselves by saying, it's true that he has died, but somehow... He must still be alive. He cannot die. He is a god. He is a god. In fact, the interesting official title of Augustus was the following. 
pardon my Latin, Imperator Caesar Divi Phileos Augustus, which means what? The Emperor Caesar Augustus, sacred son of God. That was his official title. Al-Imperator Augustus Caesar Ibn Allah Al-Muqaddas. Ibn Allah Al-Muqaddas. Again, you see some people bearing the title and some people being the reality. The true God, the Son of God, was not the one issuing the decree from Rome. The true God, the Son of God, was the one who was in the manger, in the stable, in Bethlehem. That holy thing which is born of thee, Gabriel said to Mary, shall be called Al-Quddus, alladhi yulad minnik yudda'a ibn Allah. He will be called the Son of God. In the Old Testament, Psalm uh, 2 speaks of uh, the Son. Thou art my Son this day. Have I begotten thee, anta ibni, ana liyawm waladtuka. In Matthew, after uh, uh, the Lord Jesus uh, walked on uh, uh, the Sea of Galilee, Matthew chapter 14, they sa- it says that they worshipped him. They said, of truth thou art the Son of God. Haqiqatan anta ibn Allah. Who do men say that I am? Matthew chapter 16, uh, some people say John the Baptist, other people say one of the prophets. Who do you say that I am? That I am? And what did Peter say? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And it was not just Peter, because on the Mount of Transfiguration, the voice of the Father was heard saying, This is my beloved Son, Ibn al-Habib, alladhi bihi surirt. Caiaphas asked the Lord Jesus when they were putting him on trial, between parentheses, what a trial, uh, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And the Lord Jesus uh, said, Thou hast said, Kama qult. It is as you have said. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. And also, in the Gospel of Matthew, what did the centurion say when the Lord Jesus uh, gave up the spirit on the cross when he saw the earthquake Matthew twenty-seven fifty-four, and he saw those things that were done the Bible says the centurion and those who were with him feared greatly and said truly this was the son of God haqqan kana hadha ibn Allah ibn Allah John the Baptist said in John chapter 1 this is the son of God Nathaniel said in John chapter 1, Nathanael al Anta ibn Allah. John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, the purpose of the writing of the Gospel of John. Many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that he might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing he might have life through his name. Romans 1.4 declared to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. 
أعلن أنه ابن الله من خلال القيامة من من الأموات. So one person may bear the title sacred son of God, but the reality is elsewhere in the person of Christ. Another interesting thing about Augustus. A number of uh, places, uh, including uh, places uh, not so far away from us, places in Turkey, uh, there were a number of people who adopted his birthday as a holiday. And they gave him the title Savior. There is an inscription uh, in uh, a city at the very edge of Turkey, southwest edge of Turkey, there's an inscription which, which calls Augustus Caesar the savior of the whole world. Again, uh, the reality is elsewhere. Because it is Jesus who will save his people from their sins. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ uh, the Lord. The Old Testament says uh, that the Lord is my uh, salvation. Look unto me all ye ends of the earth and be ye saved. Uh, the Bible tells us in the book of Zechariah. That, uh, that the Messiah will come humbly to Jerusalem, riding upon a donkey. And the Bible says, he is just having salvation. He is just having uh, salvation. No salvation in any other. He uh, acts for, and verse 12, No other name under heaven given among men whereby he must be uh, saved. Uh, he is able to save unto the uttermost all who come unto God by him. Hebrews chapter 7, as I said, verse uh, 25. 1 uh, John chapter 4 and verse 14. The Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Revelation chapter 7. The Apostle John, of course, in a vision sees uh, numbers of people uh, uh, in heaven. And he asks, who are these? And the answer is, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. And they have washed their clothes, washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. وقد غسلوا ثيابهم وبيضوها بدم الحمل. What did Simeon say? Simeon, uh, Luke chapter 2, this same chapter. Lord, now I can depart in peace because mine eyes and eyes have seen thy salvation. لأنه عيني رأت خلاصك رأت خلاصك. Anna also came. In Luke chapter 2, when the Lord Jesus was taken to the temple for the first time, and it says, she spoke of him to those who looked for redemption. 
للذين كانوا منتظرين الفداء للذين كانوا منتظرين الفداء Joseph in the uh, Old Testament uh, in the land of Egypt when he rose to the throne Pharaoh bestowed upon him many uh, privileges one of the things that Pharaoh did was that he gave Joseph a new name and this name they sound strange to us maybe our names would sound strange to them Zaphonath Penea Shumaneta Zaphonath Penea what does it mean? People aren't sure. Some people say that the name Zaphonath Penea given by Pharaoh to Joseph, some people say that it means revealer of secrets. Other people say it means savior of the world. Savior of the world. Not just Egypt, but many, many beyond Egypt lived because of what? Because of the warning that was delivered, which Joseph interpreted, of the famine to come and the plan to store up uh, in the years of abundance uh, so that there would be food in the uh, years of, uh, of famine. The Bible tells us of the Samaritans, the Samaritan woman, John chapter 4. She went, she called the people. Uh, she said, someone here has told me all the things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? And they came and they heard him. And it says in John chapter 4 and verse 41, many more believed, John 4, 41, many more believed because of his own word. And they said unto the woman, now we believe, not because of your saying, we have heard him ourselves. And we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Muhallis al No other Savior. No other mediator. There are no local saviors. Like we have someone to save us here in the Middle East. And in the Far East there is another Savior. And then if you go to Africa, Europe, South America, North America, maybe they might have their own saviors. He is the Savior. Of the world. Mukhallis. Mukhallis al We've seen the, the power of Rome, but the power of God is greater. We've seen the peace of Rome, but the peace of Christ is greater. We've seen the person of Augustus Caesar, how he claimed to be God, and how people claimed for him that he was the Savior of the world. But of course, Christ is uh, greater. The Bible uh, tells us, yesterday, today, forever, Jesus Christ is the same. Augustus Caesar died in the year 14, after the birth of Christ. After him, there was Tiberius, uh, from the year 14 to the, verse, to the year 37. Tiberius is mentioned in the Bible. After him, for a short time, there was Caligula as the emperor. This is from 37 to 41. I think he's not mentioned in the Bible. Claudius became emperor from 41 to 54. He's mentioned in the Bible. Nero became emperor from 54 to 68. And he is mentioned in uh, the Bible as well. 
And so as great as Augustus was among men, he passed away. And with time, his empire passed away. But this is what the Bible says concerning the Lord Jesus. Of the increase of his government, Isaiah 9 and verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. One of the dreams that Nebuchadnezzar had was the dream of a statue, different forms of metal, representing different empires, including his empire, the Babylonian Empire, and after that, Persian, Greek, Roman, and then the great stone, not cut with hands, which would smite the kingdoms of the earth, destroy the statue. And the, and the great stone became a mountain, and it filled the whole earth. And Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar that God will set up his kingdom, and it will never be destroyed. It will stand forever. The Son of Man is spoken of in Daniel chapter 7, uh, standing before the ancient of days, Ibn al-Insan, al-Waqif, a man, qadim al-Ayyam. And the Bible says that his dominion will be an everlasting dominion. Mulk abadi. It will not pass away. His kingdom will not be destroyed. Psalm 45 and verse 6, Mazmur 45 wal adad sitti. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. Arshak ila al abad. Psalm 145 and verse 13. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Malakutak malakut abadi. The Lord, the Bible says, will reign uh, forever. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar understood from his final experience, Daniel chapter 4, that his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. The kingdom of the Lord Jesus will never fall. It will stand forever and, uh, and ever. Decrees come out from man. We live in this world and we see so many things around us. The things that are spiritual, we don't see them. And sometimes because we don't see them, sometimes we can think that they're not there or that they're there, but they're not as important as the things that we see. If you had asked people, the average person in that time, Augustus Caesar and Jesus who is more important they would have told you who is Jesus <laughs> they would have told you who is Jesus and in this time many people know the name of Jesus more than they know the name of Augustus Caesar but how many times do we behave as if the world is important? The power of the world and the peace of the world and the person and the claims of the world. What does the Bible say? The Bible says the world passes away. The world passes away. 
and the lusts of it. But he that does the will of God abides uh, forever. Yes, there is a Caesar Augustus, and there are people who rule and reign, and the Lord uh, uh, raises, uh, raises them up. But most of all, the Lord raises up his son and exalts him and magnifies him. And he is above all, though he comes so very humbly to a small place called Bethlehem, a stable within that small place, laid in a manger. His bed was the place where donkeys and cows and other animals would eat. This is not in any way people, something people would look at and say, oh, look, a great person. Yet he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We need to ask ourselves, is he king in my heart? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the coming of our Savior in the fullness of time. We thank you because all power belongs to you. We thank you because real peace comes from you. We thank you because this is the Son of God. This is the Savior of the world. This is the one whose kingdom will not pass away. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to remember that the things of this world are not the most important things. Though we can see them, though we are affected by them in a number of ways, yet that which comes from you is the truth. That which comes from you is what we should heed, hear, believe, receive, and hold to, cherish and love above all else. Help us not to look at the things which pass away, but to look at the things which remain, to look unto Jesus, who is ever the same, Lord and Savior. We pray in his name and for his glory. Amen.